My brothers and sisters in the Lord, what is wrong with America? Ask this question of a thousand different Americans, and you'll probably receive a thousand different answers. What's wrong with America? Step into the classroom of many of our colleges and universities, and you'll hear liberal atheistic professors spewing forth venomous propaganda about America and her heritage. What's wrong with America? Turn on the evening news and listen to all the stories about the murder and the war and the economic woes and the political discord, and one can easily become depressed. But on this Sunday, as we approach the 241st celebration of our nation's independence, I want us to think for a few moments about what is right about America. First of all, my friends, let me remind you that America was founded by the right people. In the summer of 1787, representatives met in Philadelphia to write the Constitution of the United States. After they had struggled for several weeks and had made little or no progress, 81-year-old Benjamin Franklin rose and addressed the discouraged men who were about to adjourn and go home. Here are Ben Franklin's words to the assembly. In the beginning of the contest with Britain, when we were sensible of danger, we had daily prayers in this room for divine protection. Our prayer serves were heard and were graciously answered. All of us who were engaged in the struggle must have observed frequent instances of a superintending providence in our favor. Have we forgotten this powerful friend? Or do we imagine that we no longer need his divine assistance? I have lived, sirs, a long time. And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable that a nation cannot rise without his aid. One of the first official acts of our very first president was to designate a national day of thanksgiving. President George Washington proclaimed, where it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and to humbly implore his protection and favor. I do hereby recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be. And that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection. Many years later, our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln said, and I quote, it is the duty of nations, as well as of men, to own their dependence on the overpowering rule of God, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history, that those nations are only blessed whose God is the Lord. My friends, the pages of our history books are filled with numerous quotes such as these from our founding fathers, men who were not ashamed of their faith in Almighty God. Had America been founded by godless men, 
this nation would have never risen to greatness. As Psalm 33:12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. Yes, my brothers and sisters, America was founded by the right people. But there's something else that is right about America, and it is this. America was also founded for the right purpose. When we Americans look back on our humble beginnings, we usually point to that little band of sea-weary travelers that landed in 1620 on Plymouth Rock. We have come to refer to them as the pilgrims. Those pilgrims did not come here primarily because of economic reasons or political reasons. They came here primarily, my friends, for religious reasons. Believing that the Church of England had strayed far from the word of God, the hundred-plus pilgrims boarded the Mayflower and made a perilous journey across the Atlantic to lay the groundwork for a new nation where they could worship God accordingly. When they arrived at Plymouth Rock, they drew up what is now referred to as the Mayflower Compact. In the document, the pilgrims stated, In the name of God, Amen. We whose names are underwritten, have undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. My friends, it has been about 397 years since those pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. Over half of the 102 pilgrims aboard the Mayflower never survived the first winter. But you and I owe them a of gratitude to those brave men and women who came here to found this great nation for the right purpose. And that purpose was in order that Christianity might advance. And as this nation grew, my brothers and sisters, she has, and she, as this nation grew, she became home to more churches, more Christian private schools, more Christian colleges, more Christian orphanages than any other nation in history. This nation, has trained more priests and ministers, sent out more missionaries, and printed more Bibles and other Christian books and literature than any other nation on earth. Yes, America was founded by the right people, and America was founded for the right purpose. And thirdly, my friends, let us remember that America was founded on the right principles. Listen to these words of one of our great founding fathers, Noah Webster. The moral principles and precepts contained in the scriptures ought to form the basis of all civil constitutions and laws. All the miseries and evils which men suffer from, vice, crime, ambition, injustice, oppression, slavery, war, proceed from their despising or neglecting the precepts contained in the Bible. Let us suppose that you turned on the evening news, my brothers and sisters, and you heard Lester Hall or Scott Kelly or one of the other individuals report the following. Today, in a shocking development, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States announced that it is our duty as a Christian nation to select and prefer Christian men as our rulers. What do you think the reaction would be in our country to such an announcement? Would you believe that that statement was actually made by John Jay, the first Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court? 
And did you know that not only did the Congress of 1782 approve the use of the Bible in all of our schools, but they even paid for it with taxpayer dollars. And in 1844, when someone sued to remove the Bible from the classrooms, the case made it all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled, and I quote, why should not the Bible, and especially the New Testament, be read and taught as a divine revelation in the schools? Where can the purest principles of morality be learned so clearly and so perfectly, if not from the New Testament? My friends, we must never forget that America was founded upon by Christian principles, the same principles we preach from our pulpits and teach in our classrooms. And this is one of the things that is right about America. And so, my brothers and sisters, if America was founded by the right people, and founded for the right purpose, and founded on the right principles, why are there so many things wrong with America today? The answer, my friends, is obvious. There came a time in our nation's history when we stood by and we allowed the wrong people who live by the wrong principles to use this nation for their own wrong purposes. And now this once great nation reaps what it has sown. Is there any hope for America? And if so, who or what is that hope? My friends, you and I know the answer to that question. Because the only hope for America is Jesus. The only hope for our country is him. We must repent of our ways, stand up and say, we need God in America again. From all of us here at St. Benil, a very blessed 4th of July.